Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the what's the scenario? What's going on, everybody? Dungeon Podcast is back. Episode four coming straight at you. Pretty excited about this one, guys. We have our first ever member of the DC, the Dungeon Clan, here with us today. We are excited to bring in, for the first time ever, worldwide, he's making his podcast debut. Let's give it up for Easy E. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Easy? Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Let's do this. I'm pumped. We are pumped to have you here. Uh, this first guest we've ever had. Before we get into today's conversation, I just want to give a thanks to everybody who's been listening. Uh, we're getting more and more people each time. Okay, maybe that's not completely true. So let's jump back on the bandwagon, you people who are listening. This is going to be our best episode yet. It's not just my voice you have to listen to. You get to listen to Easy. He's got a lot of great thoughts and ideas. And we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the O.J. Simpson Made in America documentary that ESPN just recently aired this week. And it was done by Ezra Eldman. So pretty excited to talk about that. But before we do that, we want to kind of uh, just talk a little bit about Easy and why he's here at the Dungeon Clan. And the reason is because uh, he's one of the original founders of the Dungeon Clan. And maybe we can get a story or two out of him today. Uh, Easy, what do you think, Easy? Can we get like maybe one story about? Oh, there's a story or two out there. You know, fond memories of being in the dungeon. You know, I always enjoyed seeing the action figures, the WWE action figures. You might see Big Papa Pump or The Undertaker. Or the Legion of Doom lying around the living room. Uh, Easy, I really appreciate you not calling them toys. Yeah. You know how much that yeah, bothers me. Yeah, I know me. you get pissed. Those were not toys. Yeah. Those were action yeah. figures, collectibles. Yeah. And they were supposed yeah. to put me through college, which didn't happen. But I appreciate you not calling them toys. Uh, that always bothered me. A refrigerator full of Surge Soda was always nice to come down to. Um, you think we can get Surge Soda to sponsor? One of these episodes one day? That would be fantastic. Maybe. Maybe one of these days. There might be some revenue coming in. CMP's uh, podcast is sponsored by Surge. It's not, but maybe one day. But there's fond memories. There's some stories that could wait for a future episode that I know uh, some of our fellow Dungeon Clam posse members would appreciate. So what's Like Teen Wolf. Oh, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf, I know you're out there. Give a little shout out to Teen Wolf. Vinny, Vinny G, Teen Wolf, J Squared, JJ, you know who you are. There might be an episode or two uh, down the road, you know, on uh, Jen Buck or something like that. Whoa! That was, wild, that was, that was a wild Whoa. adventure. That could wait. <laughs> we, yeah, that could wait. On that one. that, that could wait. wait Put for, the kids to bed for that yeah, one. Kids are going to have to be in bed. Put the kids to bed for that yeah, one. Um, definitely. But some good times, you know, there was always... Watts, Watson, Barkley, uh, the rest of the crew, um, good times hanging out there. The furniture was in a different place every time you came over, and the TV was in a different place every time you came the over. The furniture was high class. Too. Speaking that of furniture, that, those orange thing. couches. Oh, that's what I was about to those say. Those orange couches. Those orange those couches. Those were money. Straight out of the Did you Those orange couches. Yeah, from Nickelodeon or something, uh, I think those orange I couches came from. I don't know what those were. They were the hardest damn things ever. You sat on them, and they weren't even comfortable. Vincent. Vinny G, Teen Wolf, he went and got those damn things and brought them home and thought they were the greatest thing ever. They were awful, awful. They hurt my back. I slept on them all the time. They were maybe what's caused many pains in my back for all these years. One story that I think of when I think of the dungeon and you being there is uh, that one weekend where you just wouldn't leave the bed. Yeah. Do, do you remember that weekend? Yeah, I do. I... Uh Laid around the living room, or light around the living room, laid around, light around, um, and I think I got up once in a 48-hour period to go get Taco Bell, and that was about it. So I think the other um, 47 and a half hours were just spent lying around for an entire weekend. So not a lot of productivity or movement uh, that weekend. Pretty lazy. Yeah, I remember that weekend. We watched football, and we had some friend of ours in high school. He came over and... 
he uh, dropped off the pizza. We bought like 12 pizzas. There's like 20 guys in there down that basement, and he brought a bunch of pizzas over, and he sat there for like 20 minutes, and we were like, what the hell is he doing? And the next thing we know, he finally gets up and leaves, and we ask each other, did you pay him? Did you pay him? Did, you, did anyone pay him? And we stiffed him for like 60 bucks worth of pizzas and ended up watching football the rest of the afternoon. And I felt bad for, for that kid. I don't, I don't know his name and probably don't want to put his name out there. He could be in prison now. Maybe he drove himself to be a crazy life because he didn't get his 60 bucks worth of pizzas that day. Anyway, that's one of the I just stories. want to say congratulations on episode four, Woo! by the way. We're up to four. I mean, I can't wait for episode 400, uh, yeah. you know, one of these days when that comes, well, you know. Cause, by, by then, my kids might be running this Because you can't, you, you can't be canceled no matter what. No, Even, I, I can't. You could just listen to yourself. I could be divorced. I could stop <laughs> listening. I could stop listening to you and so could everyone else. But yes. you could just listen to yourself and that's all that counts. I do enjoy listening that's to That's all myself. that matters. I like listening to myself. And, you know, I could be divorced, though. My wife could come and tell me that oh, this is taking too much of my time. Yeah. So far, so good. Uh, my wife doesn't listen, though, anyway. I've asked her stuff. And she, 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 was uh, that in the prenup, by yes, the way? No, no podcasts? <laughs> no podcasts. No podcasts in the prenup? No podcasts. No so she didn't have to listen to you just yap no in your own living clubs, room? No strip clubs, no podcasts. Yeah, those things were put into the prenup. Uh, so hopefully she forgets that she signed those things. So this weekend, uh, I was... The old bachelor, and you know, when you got the kids not around, what do you do? Do you like go out to the club? You go out to the strip club? You go and get drinks? You you go and do like some of the things you did when you were younger, or do you sit around for twelve hours straight and watch the O.J. Simpson Made in America documentary? Yeah, you do the latter. I'm, I'm too old to be going out to some clubs. Easy here though is available. Any ladies out there listening, he's available and ready, and maybe he'll hit up some clubs with you. I want Marsha Clark after watching that OJ special. You did like Marsha Clark. Marsha Clark looks banging. She, she looks good she for was, an old lady. She was doing it, and I like older women. I married an older woman. But Marsha Clark looked better now than she did 20 years ago when she was probably in her 40s, mid early 40s, I would assume. Uh, she was definitely doing it, and one of the highlights of this 10-hour documentary uh, – Really, well, we just want to kind of talk about the, the documentary, what was on it, uh, some of our thoughts and opinions. We're not experts. We're just two dumbass guys having some fun. Uh, we're not trying to offend anybody. So if anything comes across as being offensive, we apologize in advance. Uh, we're not trying to become some socialist and try to get our, our, you know, trying to change the world with this podcast. We just want to have some fun and just talk about it and some of the things that we saw while we watched it and then just relate back to maybe where we were while that was all going on. Um, I actually just knew OJ up until this weekend as the guy from the Naked Gun movies. <laughs> I didn't know about this whole murder. I didn't know about this whole murder thing until uh, this weekend. I just thought he was the, the guy from the Naked Gun movies. So I'm... Uh, well, I'm late to this party. I got all caught up on all 10 hours of the OJ special. So now I know about this whole uh, based murder on, thing. I thought he was just the guy from the Naked Gun based movies. Based on your past, I wouldn't doubt if you did forget a lot of things that maybe happened during that time yeah. and then up to. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't doubt yeah. if you did forget about all of OJ. Yeah. Because there's a there's a block there someday <laughs> maybe we'll talk about that is just gone. Just out. The memory is just that's gone from uh, either your mind or mine. Uh, one thing about it is... Don't be so quick to... I'm not being uh, quick. I'm not. You were the, the triple sec machine. I was the triple sec machine. Uh, if Those of you, when you go to your liquor store, you see a bottle of triple sec. <laughs> this guy used to drink it like it was iced tea at a summer barbecue. And you don't drink yeah. triple sec. Yeah. You mix it with drinks, yeah. but it was the only thing left. Uh, but let's let... You know, we're not talking about me today. We're going to talk about OJ. Uh, one thing is, is uh, 1990. Three or four, sorry, 1994 is when it happened. Uh, I was 14 years old. You were, were you still 14? Thir- were you 14 no. still? No, you were you were still 13, weren't you? Because it would have happened in 94, and don't you turn, you didn't turn 14 until July. Okay. So you would have been 13. Just saying okay. I'm, I'm older and yeah. wiser. Yeah. Uh, and I remember where I was, like it was yesterday. I was at an amusement park with a bunch of buddies, and it was downpouring. You DC members out there, you know who you are. Uh, it was downpouring, and we ended up leaving that amusement park pretty early and coming home. And 
I remember when I got home, I was watching the game six of the NBA Finals with my dad, and it just popped on. And they had in the corner, they had the Bronco Chase. The Bronco Chase was right there in the corner, and up above they had the game still going on. And it was really weird to watch because I'm watching basketball, and then at the same time though I was more fixed on this Bronco driving around L.A. Uh, and I just remember that one of those vivid memories, I think, as a kid, like this was kind of our uh, a Kennedy assassination maybe, uh, something big like that that we hadn't really seen. Uh, we just got done with the Iraq war, so news cable, cable news was becoming a big deal, and you were starting to see a lot more things that you hadn't seen before. And being 14 years old, you're in that area where you're trying to figure out who you are, but at the same time, you're still young enough and naive enough to not realize what's going on. And as far as I knew, I was just like, go OJ, the juice is loose. I, I always wanted him to be free because I just love the, the Naked Gun movies. <laughs> I don't really know too much about it. But do you remember where you were easy when, when that went yeah, down? Yeah, I remember where I was, um, you know, just watching on the news every day. Unlike you, though, I'd never thought he was innocent. I thought he was guilty from the first millisecond. Um, you know, it was tough for me because I like those Naked Gun movies so much. But I had to put that past me. Um, I had to get past that. Um, well, this was the Bronco chase. You yeah, even at the Bronco yeah. chase was like, he's guilty. Yeah. Like, you never at yeah. any time thought maybe there's something else going on. That, that's pretty amazing. Now, you were in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. Were, I remember the... In Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, those were some crazy times back then. I remember OJ. You had Rodney King situation. Um Reginald Denny situation. Yeah. Uh, for those of yeah. you who don't remember Reginald Denny, he was the he was the white guy who had a brick thrown at his head when he was driving through L.A. Um, that was after the Rodney King beatings, and that's when he L.A. Was, was on fire. Yeah, he was just driving literally through Literally on fire. Literally yeah. just driving through L.A., dropping off some uh, supplies. Didn't he work for a grocery or something? And he gets pulled out of his car, and just being white on that day, he ends up getting the rap beat out of him uh they'd take a brick to his head it was just a horrible situation and uh i remember those rodney king beatings and the reason i remember them is it kind of goes back to sports everything in my life i swear relates back to sports but that was the year the clippers and the jazz were in the M, uh in the playoffs it was the first round and they played at the sports arena and they had to suspend uh the games they got suspended because of that riots that were happening there um, all I remember is when I saw Rodney King get beat up, I knew it was a horrible situation. It was a horrible situation, and it was one of those things where I knew even as a young age that this is something that shouldn't have happened, whether you're black or white or Latino or Chinese or Asian. That's just something that human beings should not be doing to one another. And so it confused me because I'd never seen violence like that on, on TV except for in the movies when it doesn't mean anything. What was your opinions of the of the Rodney King to kind of start off? Um, it was crazy, you know. Um, I think they used a few too many batons on him, to say the least. They uh, they beat him pretty bad, and there was like eight or nine or ten cops standing around in a circle, and while four of them were doing it, it was pretty crazy and stuff. Um, and you had black cops there as well. It yeah. wasn't just white cops. It, you know, why didn't any of those black cops, African Americans, jump in? I'm sure they were intimidated as much just as much because they knew all the horrific things that were happening with the LAPD at the time. I think they hit him with a baton like 50 times when they could have just used a taser gun on him once and that was it, you know. Um, that was Those were some crazy times. And then right <laughs> after that, the riots came and L.A. was on fire. Yeah, the riots are interesting because, uh, again, I've never been part of rioting. I don't know why people riot. I'm a pretty calm. We could go do a riot guy. tonight. We could just to see could, what it's like. We could just go down the street and just start rioting, uh, burning. Down. It might be like doing a podcast, kind of like losing your virginity. Once it you do be, it, you might I enjoy might it. Keep doing it. We might cause some arson crimes sure. tonight, burn a neighborhood down, and we might kind of enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah, we might. You that, know? that might be the case. But I would hope we'd go do it in another neighborhood, yeah. not in the neighborhood I live yeah. in. And that's the one thing that always I've never understood is. They rioted, but they rioted in the neighborhood where they lived. They basically burnt down their own area and their own city. Uh, if 
I was going to riot, I would go somewhere else. And I don't understand why they didn't go down to the LAPD station and riot there and take out the LAPD. They burnt down. Yeah, don't burn your own grocery store down because then where are you going to buy your food and diapers at? Yep. Toilet paper, you know. That's the one thing I, I didn't understand. I understand the anger and I understand that so many people wanted to put that anger out there. But why do it in your own neighborhood? That doesn't say solve anything. If anything, the LAPD was probably like, yeah, go ahead, do what you want. And that might have been why it took so long for the LAPD to even show up and stop anything because they didn't give a damn. They didn't care. It wasn't any. It wasn't their city. But if you would have came down to the main part of LA and did that sort of thing, uh, the police would have been there a hell of a lot faster. Um, why are we talking about Rodney King? Is just that the Rodney King was two years from when the OJ murder happened. And it all kind of goes together. Uh, Hold on. Alleged murder happened oh, now. Oh, don't, let's, you're right. you know, we don't really know what took place. You're right. Uh, you're right. We don't really know who killed Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman. It, I, you know, could have been allegedly OJ. Right. It could have been the one-armed man from the, the Fugitive been. movie with Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. Could have been, could have been the CIA, the NSA, the DEA, uh, the LAPD. Um, could have been Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, could, could have, have been, been anybody. I mean, could have been anybody with a I mean, initial to their name. I mean, we don't, you know, I mean, just because OJ had blood all over his house and his socks right, well, before we, and his, okay. you know, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, 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 I mean, right, right, right. let's not jump let's, to conclusions. Get to, let's get, before we get to all that, I, I kind of want to just bring it back to the, the first thing that why uh, this trial was already probably set up to fail from the get-go. A uh, few things that they did, if, if you remember from watching the film, is they put the trial right in Los Angeles. And OJ, though, was... He was as wide as a ghost when it came to his who he was culturally, and he should have been prosecuted in the Santa Monica, where people of who he was around all the time would be able to relate and probably would have had a different opinion. When they brought to L.A., it became very much more about other things other than a murder. It became a lot more than just that. Uh, and then when they brought in this type of prosecution that they brought in, Marsha Clark, my boy who I always say his name wrong, he kept getting on me during the pot, during the show, uh, Chris Darden. Yeah. I said Darwin. I know yeah. he's I know he's not the Darwin factor, but I kept saying that. Uh, I was drinking a lot of Arnold Palmer's during this, uh, watching this. Here, O.J. Simpson. Can we just do a quick shout out to DVR? By the way. Um, I know DVR isn't actually a person, but it's a thing, and thank goodness for DVR, because rather than 10 hours and a bunch of commercials, it was, what, more like eight hours. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. And then we could just fast forward through all the toothpaste commercials, yeah. which is always nice. It was a lot better to do. Uh, I know that's why you guys love the Dungeon Podcast. You don't have to sit through and listen to commercials like you do with your three-hour radio, show, radio shows on the freeway when you're driving home from work Ho every day. Hopefully one day they have to listen to some commercials yeah but that's another yeah. time another day yeah uh but the prosecution came in and so you had marcia clark uh chris darden and at the time marcia clark was uh i don't know if she was naive to think that she uh the race card wasn't going to come up or if they just didn't see that that was going to be the case but they definitely got blindsided by it during the the prosecution and during the trial, yeah. they they got blindsided by it because one of their main key witnesses was uh, Mark Furman, and Mark Furman had a history of being a racist. Uh, well, I don't know if you want to say history. The, all the stuff that the defense brought in from him being a racist. And this is maybe where we're going to get some people getting kind of like, whoa, you're taking a side. But was from like 10 years ago. All the things that he had said, the bad things he had done that really lit the fire in the African-American communities was done years ago. In my eyes, can people change? I mean, it sounded like he had changed. A lot of those things weren't happening anymore. And it was a dirty thing for them to dig up some really past 
issues. Um, I'm not saying Mark Furman's a good guy. He's a horrible guy. Anybody that thinks like that anytime, but people can change. Um, and maybe that's what happened between that 10 year period is he had realized, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he's, he's not a decent guy either. But I was just surprised that they were so blindsided by that. You would think they would have done their due diligence and do, researching everything of him. What did you think of that? Uh, that well, that, that part. You know that kind of screwed up the prosecution's whole case. I mean, because then jurors and the public, some in the public, thought that well, if you've got Mark Furman the bad cop then that must mean that he planted he yeah. planted evidence so people think because there's a bad cop therefore that somehow leads to mark Furman taking uh oj's blood somehow and putting it all over his house and all over glove and uh all over bronco and stuff yeah which the whole trial didn't it turned into a trial of race than the trial of the actual evidence because there was tons of blood. It wasn't just that glove. There was a lot of blood that was all over the place. And for him to go in and plant blood everywhere, that would have been something that he had planned for years. And I, that's what the process, uh, the defense, excuse me, tried to show was this guy hated OJ. He didn't like OJ. Um, and that he, you know, always had something against him. Man, that's got to be a really thought out plan. And uh, I don't, I couldn't see that. Now, when I was younger, I hated this Mark Furman guy, and I probably did believe that he uh, planted that evidence. But again, I was a naive kid, and I was probably thinking more about TV shows and movies than I was about real life. I, I didn't understand what DNA was at that time. And as you get older, you become more educated, and you learn things. You just knew what TNA was. I knew what TNA was. Barely. Barely. I, I probably thought it was like... Toast and well, I toast, a few, and, toast a few, and Natala. Probably a few, toast and Natala. Like, oh, give me some of that toast and put some Natala on. A it. few years later, down in the dungeon basement, your mom bought you. Uh, Let's. Whoa, we're gonna go there. A Playboy play, subscription, subscription for high school graduation. Yeah. So you learn all about the TNA. That was, that was eighteen though, so that was a couple years. Learn all like, about the TNA. All I knew about OJ was Marsha Clark uh, in one of those issues. Uh, you would by the way, you would have liked that quite a bit, especially now. Maybe you can. Playboy doesn't show nude pictures anymore though, so that wouldn't be any good. Yeah. Uh, but going back to what I was saying on the issue of OJ, as I just saw him as the guy on NBC and sports. And my dad, who loved O.J., and he grew up around O.J. He went to the games at the Coliseum. USC. USC, big fan. Went to the Rose Bowl. My dad grew up in Long Beach. He was right there, and O.J. was his guy. That was his man. And I always heard about O.J. Simpson, even before the murder trials, because my dad always said, you need to go get tape. You need to go get tape on O.J. He is so great. He can run better than these guys now. Look, look at him. Look at him. And my dad loved O.J. Simpson, and so I thought of him as just this great football player, funny comedian, actor, and the guy who does uh, sideline reports for, for NBC. I, I just thought he was just a cool, nice guy based off what I had seen. And as a kid, you see celebrities and you see these people and you think that they are larger than life and they can't do any harm whatsoever. But then as you grow into an adult, you realize that celebrities are people and they probably have a lot of things that you don't have any clue or know about. Uh, OJ was very good at being OJ. When I, and when I say OJ, I mean, he was a character of himself. Yeah. Um, he played different characters. Uh, I thought it was interesting when he, towards his later years, when he, after he lost the civil trial, um, when he moved to Florida, then he became he became gangster OJ. Yeah, if you watch yeah. the special. He, he yeah. went from you know the, the guy next door that you let you know watch your kids while you're out of town to um, gangster OJ. He was wearing a do rag down in Miami, going to the clubs, partying. Kind of reminds me of um, Hulk Hogan when Hulk Hogan <laughs> went, went, when Hulk Hogan went from. Um, red, red, you like yellow? that transition from murder to wrestling? Yeah, yeah I like that. Uh, bringing that back. Um, he doesn't even watch wrestling, so this, yeah. is, this is interesting. So Hulk Hogan, you know, was wearing the yellow and red, and he was a nice guy in the 90s. And then um, 
in the late '90s, 2000s, he was Hollywood, 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 Hollywood black and black, silver, black and white. You know, black and white. The NWO kind of reminds me of MC Hammer too. Remember Hammer? MC Hammer tried. Oh, to, Hammer tried, he tried it to get too. hard. Right, Hammer did. tried to get he hard with bumps in the pumps. So Hogan, oh, Hogan, that. Hammer. I forgot. Hogan, about Hammer, that. and OJ all tried to go gangster towards the end. Yeah, I did. I forgot. Only about one that. out of those three actually murdered someone, though. So yeah, I don't know how we got all crossed up here. Well, Hogan did, uh, Hogan turned into maybe a racist as well. It's funny how all your idols kind of turned into to bad people when you really look at it. But OJ was always playing a character, even before the trial, before the murders. Uh, he always wanted to be loved. And that was the key thing that you got out of this documentary was how much he cared about people wanting to like him, to appreciate him, to put him on a pedestal basically as a god. And when... The, that wasn't happening after the trials. You know, he turned into another character. Like you said, you just talked about the gangster character. And he was always put on the act. And it made me think of, we got a second dog here. It's not schnitzel. And I never heard that dog bark once, but it just did. And it made me lose my train of thought. But back to the... I just want to say that OJ was so good in those commercials for Hertz rental car. <laughs> I still use Hertz when I travel. Enterprise, I've heard Enterprise is a better company, but those those commercials OJ did for Hertz are... Hertz around? You know, when I travel, um, I don't know if Hertz is around, but it's a good joke, so just go with it. I'm going to go with it. Thanks for ruining my flow. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. You better better Google, you need to Google uh, if Hertz is even still around. Maybe I should. If Hertz was still around... That's who I'm using. Okay, well, I, because, maybe, because of OJ's commercials. Well, we just give a shout out to Hertz to a murder, uh, murder the person that had a murder for their alleged, alleged alleged murder. Alleged. Come on now, I don't want to get sued. You're right, alleged, alleged murder. But back to just a celebrity in America, we have all these celebrities who put on an act all the time. I think, and the problem is, is that they become that character and they don't know who the real person is and who the character is. Uh, you've seen it in many different people. Uh, Tiger I mean, Woods. Tiger Woods. He thought that he was this American hero, great person, family guy, and he's out going to what was that place called? It wasn't Denny's. It was lower than Denny's. Oh, what was the stinking joint he was going to? He met the waitresses at. Ah, oh, I can't remember now. But he was going to some low diners and picking Apo- up. Apologies to those of you who enjoy Denny's out there, by the way. I, I, Sorry about that. Hey, the Grand Slam so, is fantastic. No, the moon's over Miami. Yeah, the, the moon's, moon's over, over Miami. Okay, it's fantastic. That's a rock rock solid sandwich right there. I will tell you the truth. I picked up on a girl once at a Denny's, got her number, we went out. So you can find some nice women at, at Denny's. But Tiger Woods, being who he was, I, I don't know if... Uh, I wasn't trying to throw Denny's under the... Anyway, it was the other place. And I can't remember what it's called now, so you, you've ruined it. But Tiger Woods, perfect example. Michael Jackson. It was a village inn? Uh, no, it wasn't village inn. I don't remember what it was. It was some place that no one's even heard of. Um, but Michael Jackson, same thing. I don't think people really, I don't think Michael Jackson knew who he was either. He played that role for so long of being like the boy who never grew up. He had the high-pitched voice. But from what I've heard, some people actually got to see Michael and he had like a normal voice. But he never put it out there because he became that person. Uh, Hulk Hogan, Terry Bollea, they couldn't separate the, the one or the two either. These guys are always on. They're always playing that character. And I think their whole lives just become one huge lie because they forget who they really were. And that's what happened with OJ is he did – who was OJ? Was he gangster? Maybe gangster OJ was really who OJ was. Like that was the real OJ. And the OJ we all saw was the phony OJ. It's hard to – to say who that person really was. Um, and that's kind of celebrity in America is they'll do anything to get you to love them because that's how they're going to make their money. I found it funny. If you remember the part easy where he's, he's lost the trial and he's losing his house. He's lost the civil, uh, civil trial and he's losing his house and he's outside taking the flag down. He's taking an American flag down off the pole and he's there with his agent, and he goes to his agent. Hey, man, why don't you go and act like you're a, a tourist, and uh, we'll film it. OJ knew that him filming a picture of himself taking a flag down was going to be able to sell. He was going to be able to sell that to TMZ or uh, Star Magazine at the time, National Enquirer. 
of him acting like he's mad at a paparazzi guy or tourist and it shows how they acted it out and it was so weird to see because I'm sure there's there's probably guys doing that right now celebrity wise trying to make a buck off supposedly paparazzi uh, I'm not saying not all the paparazzis out there but Corey Feldman he might be making a few hundred bucks a month doing something like that or if he's not maybe he should be I the thing that stood out to me secondary after the murder of course OJ's murder sorry about that alleged murder yeah, we don't want to get Outs- sued. Yeah, outside of uh, outside of OJ's murder, watching the ten hours of that special just reminded me there are a lot of scumbags yeah. and slime balls yeah. out there. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Um, outside of murdering your wife, of course, um, OJ's agent, slime ball, OJ's defense team, some scum buckets. There's some real. Scummy, slimy people. What was our boy's there? name that our, we liked? Our, well, we didn't like him, but we just liked how he acted. The Carl Douglas. Carl Douglas. Carl Johnny Cochran's uh, sort of deputy attorney. Yeah. He uh, he is straight out of a movie. Yeah, they. He, he talked about how Judge um, Lance Ito actually gave the jury a tour of OJ's house, and oh, um, yeah, I remember this part. And. Um, Johnny Cochran's defense team actually went to OJ's house, took all the pictures off the walls that had OJ with white people, with white friends, white women, white friends, white women, uh, white friends yeah. playing tennis and golf, and they put up all black pictures with all of his black friends up on the house. Well, then they go and got that Norman Rock, uh, Rockwell photo the, from Johnny Cochran's office that had the black girl walking into the segregated school for the first time. Yeah. And it's not even OJ's. OJ had nothing in his house yeah. that was to be around the African American community. Well, that Douglas guy was so yeah. dirty. But watching him, I just kept thinking of him being the character out of Seinfeld, which was based off Johnny Cochran. But this guy was the real guy. So Jackie Mason. Ja- Jackie Mason. Yeah, yeah. Your face. Kramer, is my, Kramer's uh, lawyer. Your face is my case. Yeah, I am. Um, like I just couldn't believe that he was there, and he just sounded like a character in a movie. Yeah. and he's a real person. Yeah, the agents. <laughs> The agents, yeah, the agents, the defense team, they kind of took pride in getting O.J. off the hook, even though he, they knew he murdered his wife in cold blood with a, with a knife. Well, there's money involved. And, and any- CMP, you told me, they basically, I, I asked you, how do these people sleep at night? And basically said, you know how they sleep? They sleep on a big pile of money. Yep. They sleep on a big mattress made of money. That's how they sleep at night, which is tough. But it's just a reminder: there's some scummy, slimy people out there. So well, even as agent- lock your doors, don't leave your house, <laughs> yeah. just move to the woods somewhere and build yourself a cabin. Uh, even his agent, who was very scummy, he was a scummy guy. But you could see he wanted to be on this documentary because he wanted to clear the air. He wanted to get it off his conscience of all the things that had happened. There was a couple lines in it that really stood out to me. One of the lines was when he says, I helped OJ with this. Like he felt like he kind of helped OJ with this murder. Not that he murdered OJ, but that he was part of the, all the cover ups that he was part of enabling OJ with everything that he needed. And even afterwards, there's the bombshell, which who knows if it's true or not, but I'm sure I believe part of it, at least if not all of it, where they're sitting at the pool and he just for the heck of it asked OJ, Hey, you know, what really happened on that night? And OJ goes into detail about how he went there. And he says, she wouldn't be killed if she didn't come at me with a knife. Like basically telling his agent that I killed her because she came at me with a knife. That's how I always thought it was. I really did. I always thought he went there with the intention of not killing her, but to yell at her and to probably beat her up again. And then something happened and he lost it. And that's why I think part of himself was the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. He didn't even know who he always was. And when that side came out, he had lied to himself for so many years that he didn't even know that he could be someone like that because he continues lying throughout it. When they ask him, like, have you ever hit her? Have you, have you ever yelled at her? Have you ever done these things? He's like, I don't recall. I don't recall. In the civil trial, he yeah, said that civil, all the time. Right. And it's because I think part of himself didn't. These when something happens, you sometimes repress it and repress it and repress it for so long that you forget it ever happened and you make up your own stories and your own lies. And that was a really interesting thing to me to come out because I've kind of always thought that that was probably what happened. I just 
and maybe that's my naive coming in again. I just don't think he went over there with a knife being like, I'm killing her tonight. I think there was an argument that led to one thing. What do you think, Easy? Well, one quick point on his agent. I thought it was interesting how his agent, um, this is getting back to me pointing out all the scumbags in these episodes. His agent knew he was guilty and coached him yeah. on how to get through the trial. If yeah. you recall, the agent told him to stop taking his arthritis. Oh, that's right. That's stop right. T- stop taking his arthritis yeah. medicine. Forgot about that. That part. way his hands will become more swollen. Yeah. That way his hands won't fit the gloves. And of course, it didn't help that he put latex gloves over his hand and then his hands were swollen. Yeah, I mean there was a lot he of He didn't really give it the old college try getting his hands in those gloves though. No, he, he didn't. He kind of gave it a half-ass effort trying to get his hands in those gloves. Anyone who fell for the glove trick, I I feel sorry for you. Well, I, it wasn't just the the glove trick. I think that that was a, a very good job of being dramatic. And us as Americans, we love the drama. We love seeing real stories that somehow turn into a movie. And that's what this trial turned into. It turned into a complete just movie. Everything was over the top. Johnny Cochran knew exactly how to sell. He didn't even sell people on like OJ being innocent based off the evidence they don't have. He just based it off one cop who could have planted evidence and he was able to get into the juror's mind because um, of all everything that had happened, everything that happened throughout the history of L.A. and L.A. cops. And this was going to become like that vindication day. Yeah, we do love our drama. They're going to, um, I mean, look how many O.J. shows there have been yeah, lately. Yeah. They're, they're, c- companies and corporations, they're going to, they're going to, milk this cow dry uh you got you had the people versus oj yep then you had this 10-hour special um you're gonna have pretty soon before you know it oj pez dispensers oj lunchbox i can't wait for the oj broadway musical yeah oj broadway musical maybe he can do that rap yeah. that he was doing it when he was gangster at oj yeah. they can bring that in yeah where they were singing about how they loved oj or something uh, that'd yeah. be part of, that'd be a good part for the musical um oj backpacks OJ for the kids backpacks. yep um OJ, uh, let's see, um, Cologne. Cologne, I, I, I like those ideas. Uh, basically, he's just going to be coming to one huge merchandise. Well, he's going to need to. I mean, he's 70 years old, or he's 69. He'll be 70 soon. Uh, one thing that stood out to me was when the verdict was read. Do you, do you remember where you were at at all? I think one? I was sitting on a toilet. Sitting on a toilet um, in high school? It was a bad day there? No. You had some bad cafeteria food? Because that would have been 95. I think I was in the bathroom. Um, some hot chocolate didn't sit yeah. very well. I, got I, 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 I understand. But uh, I remember I was in health class, and I was one of the people who cheered too. I was one of the one white kid that cheered when OJ was free at last. Great God Almighty, he's free at last. Who was the, There was a guy that said that line. Who was that line? Who used the Martin Luther King line? Do you remember? It was the pastor. It was the pastor. Yeah. It was the pastor of, of who's used that line. And well, I mean, Martin Luther King. Speaking of that, Johnny Cochran, he used Martin Luther King. Yeah, he did in the court yeah, in front of the jury. He yeah. tried to turn this into a civil rights trial. Like he tried to turn OJ into Rosa Parks, yeah. basically. Like Johnny Cochran tried to turn OJ into an old lady that didn't want to ride on the back of the bus at the end of the day because her feet were tired when the trial should have been yeah. about OJ shoving a knife into his wife's throat. That's basically what... Multiple the tr- times. Multiple times. Like, this went from OJ killing his wife with a knife in the throat to allegedly, Johnny Cochran... Allegedly, allegedly. To Johnny Cochran turning her into Rosa Parks. Yeah. Like, Rosa Parks, Jackie Robinson, that's who Johnny Cochran tried to turn OJ into. No, he did. He, he definitely did. Uh, one thing... Uh, the one thing at the verdict, too was how interesting it was when you watch the faces of everybody. Uh, you watch um, Kardashian, and he just looks like he is shocked that, he's, <laughs> that OJ is off. That how did we do this? He does not look like somebody that's like in celebration like Johnny Cochran was or OJ who's happy. He looks like, oh my gosh, we just pulled a fast one on these people. And it's funny because... Uh, uh, What's his first name? Can you think of what's, what's it Mark? No. What's Kardashian's first name? Uh, Robert. Robert. <clears throat> Robert. Rob, that's right. Robert Kardashian, he uh, comes out two years later 
and they ask, well, how did you know OJ? And he's like, well, I saw him like once or twice a year. Where three years earlier, he was his best man at his wedding. He was OJ's best man. He was always with OJ. But he wanted to separate himself from OJ as well because he knew he was guilty. His friends knew he was guilty, and they tried to separate themselves. And so that was a very interesting thing to me. The other really crazy thing is, do you remember the, the black guy, um, the juror, who... Yeah, he's a Black Panther, former Black Panther. Black Panther, Panther Former Black Panther was on the jury and <laughs> yeah. gave him OJ the fist pump. He gave him the fist pump after, like, like we had just after the verdict. They had just like won this civil uh, rights case, and it wasn't and should have never been about a civil rights case. And then we have the jurors who are in the documentary, the two women, and oh wow, they were they were an interesting treat. The one lady is this older woman, and she was probably in her 60s then, and now she's probably in her 80s. And they, they ask her about the prosecution, and all she says is, Masha Clark, and puts her thumb down. <laughs> what did that have to do? Yeah, she, she gave Marsha Clark and made like a farting noise, like yeah. she just sat on a whoopee cushion. <laughs> like the trial was not about Marcia what Clark. you thought about Marsha Clark. It was about yeah. all the evidence, all the bloody, bloody, bloody evidence. But they There's stopped a lot looking at that. They stopped looking at the evidence. They didn't care anymore. Once Mark Furman came out and they could put that story that there could be someone in the LAPD, they were going to get their uh, revenge on the LAPD with releasing OJ. And the one other juror, she basically pretty much kind of says that. That, you know, did this have to do anything to do with Rodney King? And she says, well, it didn't help. And to me, it's like we didn't even, the jurors never, ever even listened to what was being put out there. Um, they had their minds made up probably from very early on. And that's one reason why they came to a conclusion right away. It wasn't because they'd been there 263 nights. It was because they, once once they uh, realized that Furman could, just even 1% of him could have done it. It was done. And they were going to stick it to the LAPD. And, the, I mean, just crazy. This was a crazy show. It just felt like a, a movie to me as you watched it. Like, I know the outcome, but I was still on the, like, the edge of my seat to, like, see what was going to happen next. I'm like, what's going to happen next? You do. I think we've been a little too hard on OJ. You got. You do have to give him credit. He did vow that he was he was going to do whatever it takes to find yeah. his wife's killer. He's all so he to do that. He spent yeah. all of his time on the golf course. Because yeah, I mean, if you're going to look for your wife's killer, I mean, place. where else but the driving range and the clubhouse well, maybe and maybe the bunker. A... Maybe the wife's killer was like hiding in a. Sand bunker well, somewhere on hole number nine. Maybe he was the groundskeeper. Yeah. You know, it was someone that OJ knew, yeah. and he had to go find him because OJ really he did whatever he could to find his wife's killer out there. Well, he still I mean, is he, to this day. I mean, he's doing a, a great job being in prison for being an idiot. Yeah, uh, the guy gets off double murder, homicide, and he gets himself put in prison over autographs. Yeah, he More. yeah he went from oh. he went from. Murdering two people, allegedly. 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 He went from murdering two people, allegedly, allegedly with capital letters, murdering two people to going to prison because he's trying to steal some football cards back and a couple signed jerseys. What an idiot. You know, what a stupid idiot. I, I mean, going in there with a the gun. Stupid idiot. I like that. Stupid idiot. You like that? You stupid idiot. I just did probably, probably offended What somebody. voice was that? I don't know. Way. It was like a mixture of a. Who was that? I don't, I don't, is this my own guy? It's my own own bro. It's my own dude. Don't be jealous about him. But he uh, he went in there with guns and acting like he was going to shoot the place up over not even $100,000 worth of. He went to jail over less than $100,000 of merchandise. What, an, what a stupid idiot. Yeah. It, it's a, that's what was amazing to me. I guess you could call it karma. I remember Marsha Clark uh, bumped into him in the yeah. cafeteria <laughs> yeah, at the Nevada court, courthouse. Yeah. <laughs> Marsha Clark bumped into him at yeah. the Nevada courthouse during a lunch break. So it, that, it, Yeah, I mean, she probably thought this was finally the justice that she had waited for for so long. It, just 
a really interesting thing to happen. And I don't know if we'll, I can't say ever see anything like this again, because I, I'd like to think that in some ways our society has changed, but in other ways, I don't know if we really have. I, I, in a lot of ways, we're probably still stuck in 1994. Uh, was it last year when we had the, the guy who, who shot the, the black teenager in Florida and uh, who was a police officer, same type thing. It still continues on to this day. And I don't know if it'll ever end. I, I, I'd like to think that maybe my kid's generation will be the one. But then again, I, I don't know if they will be because there's a certain things that all different colors, blacks, whites, Latinos, any nation, nations are going to be different on just because of the way they're raised, how they're raised, how they're brought up. And as long as we have this part of our history, which we always will, I think there's always going to be some kind of racism in these type of areas. Yeah, this trial should have been from day one till the last day. It should have been about murder when it was about race. That's what it turned into because if Nicole Brown was black, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. We'd be talking about mm-hmm. WrestleMania or SummerSlam <laughs> or something like that right now. We wouldn't be talking about this right now because OJ's first wife was black. Yeah, If he true. would have murdered her... Sorry, allegedly, if he would have if he would have allegedly murdered his uh, black wife, we wouldn't be talking about this. Yeah, uh, it's all because it was black white. Um, but I mean, are we ever going to get to a point to where we don't think that way? I, I don't know if we ever will. I, I think it's just part of our DNA and who we are, and it becomes less and less hopefully as generations go on. But I think it's always there, just because of the history of, of blacks and whites. And so it, it, very interesting thing. If you get a chance, you should check it out. It's 10 hours, eight hours if you DVR it, maybe seven and a half. Even if you lived it, like my dad, I asked him about it and he's like, well, I was there and I remember it all. Well, I remember a lot of it too, but it's really interesting to see it all come together. They did a really good job of not, I didn't think so anyway. I didn't think they like tried to paint the picture of, of, like it was society's fault that OJ became this person. Uh, I know you were afraid of that might happen, that they might try to paint the picture that it was white society's fault. Well, I was afraid going into the show right. that they were going to try to say that it was white society that made OJ mm-hmm. kill his mm-hmm. wife. That yeah. That's what I was afraid of. Right. There were some things in the show that I was kind of annoyed by. Um, yeah, but yeah. mostly the characters, some characters... You know, yeah. you wouldn't let babysit your kids because that's how slimy they were. But yeah, I but I thought they did a pretty good job of just showing the facts, showing what was there. Um, of course, they didn't get OJ's side of it, but he would just lied anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, I tell you what, check it out; it's really good. Um, there's nothing else on right now. Summertime, baseball's going, but yeah, if you're into that. But other than that, there's really nothing going on. So check it out, uh, you know. So I guess in conclusion, um, we both agree that OJ is still 100% innocent, correct? Yeah, I would say. I would say, to kind of wrap this up, I would say. Maybe it was a double suicide. They never talked about that. Maybe it was a double suicide. And that was the real way that they died. Yeah, so I guess to wrap this up, OJ's innocent. The killer's still on the loose yep. out there. Yep. Um, and it was the LAPD. You're worth a million dollars. My wife listens to our podcast. There's a lot of things that uh, after watching OJ. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 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 Easy. And you are a choir boy. If, if You're any, a choir boy as well. Easy's a choir boy. If any of you out there um, actually believe oj's guilty which i think is totally crazy then uh please shoot cmp an email here because we'd love to hear that because that's just bonkers to me if you actually think oj killed someone because the evidence doesn't show that at all i mean well, the glove the blood it, in oj's sock if it doesn't, doesn't show that if it doesn't fit you the must blood in oj's bronco doesn't show that the cut on his hand doesn't right. show that right. um the blood of nicole ron goldman and oj 
all on his glove doesn't show that. So there's really no evidence. No, none. Proving. I actually think it was Judge Lancito. Oh, because you you, you want to bring the race card in this? You're throwing it in Asian. There. I think get, we we keep talking black. We keep it? talking black, white, white, black. No one talked about maybe the Asian judge Lance Ito. I think Lance. Set it up from the I think Lance Ito actually did the killing so he could get publicity with all the free uh, TV time as the judge. Where is Lance Ito? It's a great question. I don't know. But uh, this week, podcast episodes are going to kind of be a little weird. Hopefully, we're going to drop this one Monday, and then we might not see another one until Friday. I'm going to try to do two a week. Three is really tough. I like to spend time with my family, and I have to keep this other job. So yeah, until, and you and you like wasting ten hours of your time like on murder trials. Ten, yes. I already know the outcome. Your time is very valuable. It is very you, valuable. So wife, kids, oh, and trial. ten hours on murder trials. Exactly. So if you want to, you can drop me a line at. Well, I just changed. It. I just changed the email. Changed it today. It is Dungeon Podcast, Dungeon Podcast, twenty four twenty four at Gmail, and you can also find me on Twitter. At M Pace Lake Show. That's M Pace Lake Show. And don't forget, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, soon to be iTunes, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button. It's the easiest way to continue to get my episodes each and every time. That way, you don't have to look, you have to go looking for them. You don't have to worry about did he post one today? It'll just come and tell you. If it's not, chances are your notifications aren't on. Go check that out. But subscribe, follow, you get good stuff like this. You're going to get easy. He's now part of the yeah. DC, original Dungeon Clan member. And who knows what he'll say. You, you yeah. never know. Today was OJ. Tomorrow could be, yeah. I don't know. This, keep this guy's keep had listening. A life. He's had a life. Keep listening, keep listening, please. Come on back for more. All right, guys and gals and everyone out there. And remember, today was a good day.